Hi, welcome to Multiply Your Money, and we're at episode number 72. And in the last episode, I was talking to you about uh, giving. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about taking, okay? <laughs> giving and taking, it's sort of the flip side of the other side of the coin there, right? But um, just want to tell you a little story. Um, it's related to the giving story. I, it, it relates to a little bit to the story about Jason that I was telling in the last episode, right? So one of my clients um, runs this big uh, hardware supply company and Peter asked if I could coach one of his managers and I said, yeah, that's fine. And his manager was located in in a store in a remote part of the country. So I used to um, jump in the car and drive down there and... Um, I'd catch up with Brian and do some coaching. And Brian seemed pleasant enough, but it's almost like from the get-go I sensed that something was wrong, you know. he Like he kept missing coaching appointments or he'd turn up late or he'd cut a session short or there were times when I was trying to ask him about what he was up to and I got the sense that he wasn't telling me stuff. You know that you know that feeling when you're talking to someone. You think, "What aren't they telling me?" You know, there's something going on here, and I, I don't know what it is, but there's something that they're not telling me, right? And over a couple of sessions, I started to get a sense that things weren't adding up, right? And eventually, I confronted Brian. I said, "Look, mate, I think you're wasting Pete's training budget because you know Peter's investing in you." in coaching for you as a manager but you know we I, every time I come and see you you, you, you seem distracted you seem uh, like you've got your mind on other things right and importantly uh, my gut sense is there's something that is not quite right in this particular branch that you're not telling me and at that point then Brian confessed that he um, was taking money from the company and the reason he didn't want to do coaching was that he was frightened that I would find out. But when I do the coaching with people, one of the things we talk about is you know values and integrity and ethics. And I think the content got to him and he really wanted to confess, right? So anyway, he tells me that he's been taking money from the company, right? And I said, well, how are you doing that exactly? He said, well, he would um, he'd quote a customer a certain price on something and inflate the price and ask for a cash deposit and then he would put the sale through as normal but he would pocket the deposits and uh, Pete was none the wiser, right? So at this point I said, look, uh, Brian, I can't I can't coach you uh, because um, I can't condone what you're doing and I can't coach you and... Um, you really need to tell Pete what you're up to. And I'm going to coach Pete to have you charged by the police because basically you're stealing, right? And at this point, Brian starts crying and he starts pleading and begging him not to, me not to say anything. And he started saying he's got two children to support and if he lost his job, he'd lose his house. And, and you know, like... Um, he didn't want to lose his job and he didn't want a criminal record, all this sort of stuff, right? But I said, mate, no, you've been stealing and I'm going to recommend that Pete's ha Pete has you charged, right? So um, 
He said, I'll, I'll deny it. I'll deny it. I said, well, okay, well, I'll tell Pete that I'm not going to continue coaching and he should have a very close look at what you're doing and particularly at the finances. So at this point, uh, Brian accepted the inevitable and I rang Pete and I told him you need to come over here and because Brian's got something to tell you. And when, when Pete arrived, I said, uh, and Brian confessed what had happened, I said, look, Pete, you need to have him charged. You need to call the police and have him charged. Um, and what Pete did was sack him, but he took pity on him. He dropped. He said, look, leave it at that. Just leave right now and that's it. And then over the next month or so, we gradually discovered the extent of Brian's scam. He'd siphoned off around about £235,000. And some months later, we discovered that he'd moved to a town not far away and he'd done exactly the same thing to his next employer. But only this time, the employer had him charged and it went to court and then Brian ended up doing three years for embezzlement. Right. So here's the question. Why have I included this story? Right. Because Jason reminds me of Brian. Now, in the last episode, I talked about Lisa, who had saved up a whole lot of money, and her brother kept borrowing money off her, right? And every time he wanted something, he'd go and ask his sister, and he'd cadge off his sister all this money that she'd saved up. And she'd worked hard on it, worked hard for it, paid tax on it, and he's just doing helping himself like she's, a, she's an ATM, right? So what's common about Jason and Brian is Brian believes that he's entitled to that money. See, Brian believed that he was entitled to that money. And at the heart of it, he was contemptuous of Peter's success. You've got to think that when people do that, at the heart of it, if you dig deep of it, they they feel entitled, you know, I earn this money. And at the heart of that is a contempt for the person who they're, they're ripping off, right? And When I spoke to Brian, he rationalised that Pete wouldn't miss the money. And you know what? Despite his crocodile tears, he didn't feel any remorse or any responsibility for his actions. And at one point, he even blamed Peter for putting temptation in his way. So Peter and Lisa are both kind, compassionate people. And what happened was they had their heartstrings tugged. And... As a result of that, both of them went against their better judgment. But people like Brian and Jason are only grateful for a very short time. And what they do is they soon go back to their old habits. right? And people like Jason do not actually appreciate or value the compassion or the generosity of other people. right? So the moral here is that giving should not hurt the giver. If you give money, it shouldn't hurt the giver. It might pay you to go back and listen to this story again, but really think about if you're lending money to people, then the word lend means they are going to pay it back and so you should set out some terms about how they're going to pay it back. And if you're giving money to people, understand it's a gift. So you can't have it both ways. You can't give money... And then complain that you're giving money and they're not paying it back. But if you're lending money, be clear that it is a loan and it's they should pay it back. And in the case of uh, that I've just described here, 
Um, was I hard suggesting they call the police? No, because I've seen it so many times. When you let off someone like that who's got criminal intent, they will try every trick in the book to get off the hook and they'll appeal to your better judgment or they'll appeal to your kindness and then you let them go and they, they, they're grateful for a few moments and then maybe a day or a week or a month later they think, well, they were stupid for letting me off. That's how they think. That's how the criminal mind thinks. Anyway, have a listen to that story again. It's a really good one. It's really relevant. And I'll see you in episode number 73. Thank you.